The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of royal peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. What a great night. God is so good all the time. Thank you, New Hampshire, for the love, the kindness, the support, and a great night here tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mom and Dad. I love you so much. You know, I will tell you, it has been, it feels like it's been a lifetime, but it has been almost a year that we've been campaigning in New Hampshire. Touching every hand, um, answering every question, being the last person to leave. And we had um, the most amazing thing happen is the second that we got the endorsement from Governor Chris Sununu. I mean, a true governor that doesn't stand behind a podium. He shows up at a diner. He shows up at the brewery. He loves the people of New Hampshire. He has been with me every single day at every single event. Chris, I couldn't have done it without you. Now, you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves, saying this race is over. Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. This race is far from over. There are dozens of states left to go. very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. But then somebody ran up to the stage all dressed up nicely <laughs> when it was at seven. But now I just walked up and it's at 14. But, but she ran up when it was seven. And, you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. Isn't it just perfect? After every caucus and primary, we get two, not one, two victory speeches. One from Donald Trump and then one from the loser. It's perfect. As I say, it's perfect for the post-truth world. Everyone has their truth and I guess everyone has their victory. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show. You can get to the live video stream of this show every weekday morning at 11.05 a.m. in the central time zone of these United States. Just go to TrumpetDaily.com or to the Rumble channel, rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. Over there, you can join in on the live chat or leave us some comments below or both. But definitely, definitely you want to give us the thumble, thumble, <laughs> the rumble 
thumbs up. There you go. Give us the thumbs up rating so that we can up our rating uh, overall. Lots and lots to get to on today's exciting show. On any other day, the uh, bribery attempt to get Kerry Lake out of the uh, the Senate race in Arizona. That would be the lead story. It should, it really and truly, it should. The news cycle, I know, it's dominated by the Democrat, uh, or sorry, by the uh, New Hampshire primary for the Republican Party. But those, I mean, that audio tape released, by the way, by the Daily Mail. I haven't really had time to, I've seen it on social media, obviously, but I haven't had time to scour the the mainstream media. But where are the reports of this leader of the Republican Party in Arizona basically telling Carrie like Carrie Lake on a hot mic, you know, what's your price? What can we pay you to get you out of this race? I mean, this is again, once again, it's third world banana republic style dealings behind closed doors. And yeah, the guy, Jeff DeWitt's his name. The guy says the, the big cats uh, out east, in the, you know, in the swamp, in other words. Here come, and keep in mind, this is the Republican Party. The grand old party. You know, the fat cats saying, now come on, we need to get you out of the race so that we can get in a good rhino establishment Republican. This really is unbelievable. Carrie Lake's telling the guy, look, I'm, uh, why won't they get behind my candidacy? I'm popular. People in Arizona love me, but that, that's not good. Carrie Lake is not good for the uniparty. She's not good for the establishment. She's not good for the swamp. I mean, she told DeWitt on the hot mic, this is why they stole the governorship from me, because they didn't want me to come in and actually clean things up. And here's this guy. The leader of the Republican Party saying that, look, could you just step aside? Just do it for two years. Just two years. It shows you how much they fear Donald Trump and someone like Carrie Lake, who is traveling with Trump, who's out there supporting Trump, campaigning with Donald Trump. These people... The Uniparty, it's, it's, it's like I say, it's Democrat and Republican alike. It's easy to pick on the Democrats because they're, <laughs> they're communists through and through. But there's not much separation between them and the rhinos and the never-Trumpers. And Nikki Haley, by the way, embodies the never-Trump movement. Yeah, she's backed by Reed Hoffman. He's bankrolling one of the cases, the lawsuits, the litigation against Donald Trump. They're all in it together. And the operation, the operation is get Donald Trump. DeWitt said on that hot mic, look, it's not about Trump. You know, it's just the, you know, the, the big guys out east that just want you to step aside. Why? Why would they want Carrie Lake to step aside? Mitch McConnell and company, the, uh, the RNC. Why? Because she's MAGA, that's why. And we know all about their... <laughs> Their single ambition, get Trump and all things Trump. How, just coming back to the, we'll get to those clips, the hot mic and all that. We've got everything for you today. The news segment may end up taking up the full hour, just to forewarn you. 
but we, we do have a lot that we need to work our way through. But just coming back to the, uh, the primary in uh, New Hampshire last night, Donald Trump wins by 11 percent. Never mind, never mind the never Trumpers saying, well, but he was leading in the polls by 20 percent. Nikki Haley wouldn't have been the, as close as she was were it not for independents and Democrats. The Democrats got her as close as 11 percent. But think about this. Donald Trump is going against the Republicans, the never Trumper Republicans. He's going against Democrats as well. And he still wins by 11% in New Hampshire. Yet, leave it to the spinmeisters. <laughs> They'll still find a way. I, I, was, I was like, where can I find the first headline that says, Trump wins New Hampshire, but this is a bad sign for Trump. <laughs> Just like with Iowa. He wins by double digits. This is a bad sign for Trump. Listen to this from Lawrence O'Donnell at MSNBC, clip four. When a president is on the ballot in the New Hampshire primary, you're supposed to win everything. You're not supposed to face a serious challenge. And when you do, you lose. There is no president who faced a serious challenge in the New Hampshire primary who then won in November. And so this is a a very bad night for Donald Trump looking at the pattern of presidents in New Hampshire primary situations who face very serious challenges. A very bad night for Donald Trump. I'm sure Nikki Haley would say the same thing. Listen to her. I'd like to, I'd like to thank my parents. I'd like to thank Chris Sununu. I'd like to thank my campaign manager. For what? For losing by double digits? What, what world are we in? That would be the post-truth world. Notice Lawrence O'Donnell said there, when a president is on the ballot in a New Hampshire primary, they have to make Donald Trump into being the president. Well, it's perfect. I mean, from our vantage point, it's perfect because he is the actual president. That's their way of saying, look, we know Donald Trump. They won't say it out loud, of course. But, but it's their way of admitting he is the president. At the very least, they have to make him an incumbent. He's not an incumbent. He hasn't been in the office for three years. Yeah, of course, he's a former president. I'm just playing along with their narrative. He's a former president. And he's going up against the Uniparty. He's going up against all of these, these, these opponents like DeSantis, like Nikki Haley, that are backed by billionaire donors, and many of them Democrats. Okay, so Joe Biden had his primary last night in New Hampshire as well. He wins. Nobody knows who he's even going against because for the incumbent, there never is an opponent. They just walk right through. Oh, if Trump was in office right now, that would be different. As it is, he's absolutely crushing the competition. He crushed Ron DeSantis last week. He crushed Nikki Haley last night. And and listen, New Hampshire was Nikki Haley's only hope. (laughs) Help me, Obi-Wan. New Hampshire's my only hope. She's behind by 30 points. In all the states that are upcoming, she's going to get crushed in Nevada. She's going to get crushed in her own state. But the Uniparty has to keep her in there. Why? Well, because their last hope is that hopefully he'll be convicted. And then she'll be in line for an alternative to Trump. 
You know, the other thing about this, too, she's still backed by the billionaire donor class, including Reid Hoffman, supporting these lawsuits, this lawfare against Trump. She's out. She's not out trying to build up this grassroots movement, Nikki Haley. She's out trying to get the support of the billionaires. That's all she has. And because she and now her coffers are deep because she has that, she doesn't have to bow out when the other ones run out of money. Then they start talking about, well, there's no pathway to victory here, so we're not going to waste money and we're not going to waste the time of all the people serving on our campaign. Uh, And it's time for us to step aside. Nikki Haley still has a lot of money. She still has a ton of money. And so she'll stay in it. Uh, Most likely she'll stay in it even beyond South Carolina. (laughs) She I think she wants to make it to Super Tuesday in March just to see what happens. I mean, who knows what might happen? with uh, the lawfare, they're one and the same, aren't they? They're one and the same. And those secret tapes with Carrie Lake and Jeff DeWitt, prove it. They prove it. It's happening at the same time. It exposes the whole uniparty. It's exactly what we've been saying for so many years. It's, it's exactly what Sundance over at Conservative Treehouse has been saying as well. I'll come to what he said regarding the Carrie Lake tape uh, as well. But think about just coming back to the reality for a moment. Okay, it's 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 kind of funny and in in some ways enjoyable to get to the end of a primary and say, "Wow, there's two victory speeches. I guess they both won." <laughs> I I saw part. I saw part. I saw the comments on on Twitter saying that well, it was like a victory speech. I saw what President Trump said, and I saw just a tiny part of what Nikki Haley said. Then I went back and watched the beginning of it, and I couldn't believe my ears. For two minutes, she's going on and thanking everyone. And she lost by 11 points, almost 12. Double-digit loss in the, ha- in the state that she had put all of her <laughs> resources into. She, As she said, she had been campaigning in New Hampshire for a year. Ron DeSantis, for his part, he had been to every county in Iowa, all 99 of them, over the course of many, many months. And he didn't win one county. Listen to another one from the regime media trying to put the spin on this that, well, you know, it's it's kind of bad news for Donald Trump. Clip five. He could be having a night that he's going to win the New Hampshire, that he could be on his way to winning the nomination, but also could raise real warning signs about his viability as a general election candidate. That number about undeclared voters, 66 percent of undeclared voters supporting Haley, just 32 percent for Donald Trump. That is uh, something that the Trump campaign needs to pay attention to if he is indeed the nominee. Mm, Warning signs about his viability. Trump's not viable. Donald Trump is the first non-incumbent. He's not an incumbent. He's a former president. Okay, we'll give him that. He's the first non-incumbent Republican to win both Iowa and New Hampshire. How about that? Here again, like we said last week with respect to the Iowa caucus, he's making history. This is unprecedented. He's crushing it. That's the truth. That's the reality. But leave it to the spinmeisters to put this spin on it, that this, I mean, this finally reveals that he's finished. Or this shows, he came out last night and all the talking heads said, he's angry, he's filled with rage. Well, I think he was a little bit upset. What is she talking about? She lost by 11 points. 
Why won't she concede? She won't. She's got the, the billionaire donors behind her. Listen to uh, another commentator. This is over at Fox, clip six. So yes, it would be smart, as it always was when he was president, if he would listen to Kaylee about this. But he has an uncontrollable narcissism and rage about him when he feels insulted. An uncontrollable narcissism and rage when he's insulted? You, you look, at, look at these people working behind closed doors, bribing Carrie Lake, or trying to. <laughs> she, she squashed that effort right away. Good for her. She's a woman of character. You know, we've talked before about General Flynn. We've had him here. And we've talked about his beliefs and his background and his service to the country. He's a man of character. Neither one of them would say they're perfect, of course. But, uh, you know, we're proud of the fact that they were both right here in this studio. She's bribed millions of dollars. At the end of the exchange, DeWitt says, name your price. How many Republicans would have accepted that offer Probably 90% of them. $20 million? I'll take it. I'll go away for two years. Or I'll go away and maybe I can work on a Rhino Republicans uh, campaign or maybe be part of their staff. No problem. You want me to be part of the Uniparty so long as I can line my pocket with $20 million? You can be sure that people in the Biden family, they'd step up to that. Clintons, all of them. Romneys, go down the list. Go, McConnell's. How about the McConnell's? How about the Pelosi's? How about the Schumer's? You think they'd, they'd uh, play a little bit for paying, getting paid? Of course they would. They'd play right along. They've proven it. They're doing it. How many people, how many politicians in the swamp have, have, either, have either, either been paid off by the establishment whether it's the rhinos, the RNC, the DNC, or whoever, or from abroad by China and all these other countries, just like the Biden crime family. It's really a sick, sick process. You can see how much this world needs God's government. God's government. People are spending hundreds of millions of dollars just on this primary. And it's gonna, evidently it's going to go on even longer. It's going to be fun in a way, to watch this backfire. They think, look, keep her in there as long as possible. The establishment, keep her in there as long as possible. Never mind that Biden is accumulating hundreds of millions himself. These people, they can't look at big picture. They're certainly not going to look at Biden and all that he's doing is destructive policies and say, look, the main focus here is to just get rid of Biden. I don't care if it's Trump or Haley or DeSantis or whoever. No, no, it's Trump. The non-incumbent American citizen who resides at Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Just get Trump. Empty out the funds in the RNC. That's no problem. We just got to get rid of Trump. And then look, if it comes down to Biden or Haley, we'll take either one. Doesn't matter. They're both establishment. They're both uniparty. Is, is this a system that is of God? Far, far from it. We talked this morning just about God's government coming to this earth, Jesus Christ ruling this earth from, from Jerusalem with a rod of iron, ruling alongside of his wife, alongside his family, God's family government. And finally, we can see an, we can see an end to, to just the billions and billions of dollars that are wasted away 
and in a lot of ways dishonestly with bribery schemes and whatever else every single election cycle every two years in the United States with the House every four years with the president every six years with senators Mr. Armstrong by the way he writes about just the, just the horrible waste and the greed and the selfishness wrapped up in the the American political system I mean this was supposed to be the last best hope for the world a constitutional republic and our founders you know studying history studying these great empires like the Roman Empire or or uh, or Greece or whoever to just put together something that would have some checks and balances to ensure that tyrants wouldn't take over to ensure that one branch wouldn't be given too much power because they understood a thing or two about human nature and so they put all of this in place and look at look at how long it's lasted. I mean, okay, you could if you're short-sighted, you could you could say, well, 250 years is a pretty good run. 250 years in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty that's a short-lived existence as far as nations and 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 kingdoms or empires are concerned. The single greatest superpower in world history. And here we are, very near to the death of this constitutional republic. Listen to uh, Charles Payne. He was on that same panel with the woman that said he's just filled with this narcissistic rage as if Joe Biden and uh, the dear leader are just perfect angels. Listen to this rant by Charles Payne again on the same panel, clip seven. Biden's anger and vitriol and hatred for MAGA it's far more worse than President Trump's individual battles with someone who crosses him. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I, I said earlier today, I just for about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I, I Googled Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for who's writing those articles. It doesn't matter. The, the and it's not. Because, because the bottom line is he says it. He has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC and so does CNN and so does the New York Times. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans. And it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. They're, all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply want a safe home, a safe community for the children have prosperity they want the same thing but they demean them all the time That's he's completely right he is these radical democrats they can say whatever they want the fake president yesterday in virginia he pointed out at terry mcauliffe and said mcauliffe is the real governor of virginia in other words glenn youngkin stole the election what i, th I thought we weren't supposed to say that I thought we couldn't be election deniers. Well, I mean, if it's Joe Biden, who cares? They all still deny the 2016 results. But then come to 2020, and just the fact that they're ultra, ultra sensitive. They had another exit poll, by the way. Half of Republicans in New Hampshire think that Joe Biden is a fake president. How about that? They didn't like it last week when the Iowans said that. New Hampshire, it's the same thing. People know. People know. And yet, these radical communists in charge, they'll put you in jail if they can. If you, if you so much as deny the 2020 results, the election results, 
This is why they hate Carrie Lake. Because she knows that the presidential election was stolen in 2020. And she knows that the governor election in Arizona was stolen in 2022. There you go. Why? If, if she lost, if she's such a loser, if Donald Trump, you hear people, even on Fox, Britt Hume and the company, six years he's been losing, the bad orange man. Yes, indeed. He lost, his party lost the midterms during his presidency. He lost his, his bid for re-election. They lost in 2022. Now he's going to lose in 2024. Yes, dream on then why are they trying to convict him at every stop? Why all of the indictments? Why are they trying to bribe Carrie Lake to step aside? Why would they do that if they're convinced? These are losers. They just keep losing. They say one thing in front of the TV cameras, but in their heart of hearts, they know. They know what's happening. They know what's building. They know, as I said the other day, they know this has been a spectacular year thus far for the bad orange man, Nikki Haley would have gotten obliterated by 25 or 30 points were it not for the helpful support coming from the communist left Democrat party. That's the truth. The numbers bear this out. Even CNN reported this last night. Listen to clip three. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump His support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Uh, 3% were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republican. (laughs) She got all the Democrats and Donald Trump got all the Republicans. And yet there were the talking heads last night spinning this, including Rupert Murdoch's people. Now, and I will say some of the some of the uh, the primetime commentators, Hannity and, and Jesse Waters and them seem to be uh, coming around to look Trump uh, getting in there is inevitable. But the Murdoch's, they're still they're still fully supportive of Nikki Haley. They still want to try to find some way somehow to get rid of the bad orange man. This is from Fox News yesterday. Haley lives to fight another day against Trump, but faces challenging road ahead in GOP presidential presidential race. <laughs> she lives to fight another day. Not not not. Hey, she got crushed again. She got third last week. She put all her eggs in the in the New Hampshire basket. Lost by double digits. She should step down. Fox isn't going to say that. No, no. This is from the Wall Street editorial board, also owned by Rupert Murdoch. Nikki Haley earns the chance to fight on after New Hampshire. Well, they heard her victory speech and thought, hey, let's take this and run with it. Maybe this is good news. Maybe losing by 11% is, is a good step in the right direction for Nikki Haley. She closed strong in the primary and revealed Trump's November weaknesses. And what would those be? That Democrats don't like Trump? Well, that's obvious. If it's left to Republicans only, this is what Chris Sununu knew, that independents and Democrats could vote in this primary. That's why he was out there so confident. Nikki Haley's going to win this. Oh, yes, she's going to shock the world. She's going to beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire. 
Trump went up against the uniparty. He went up against Republican and Democrat party. And he won by 11%. How about that? So where exactly is his weakness coming into November? The press came to New Hampshire to bury Nikki Haley, but it looks like they'll have to put down the shovels for now. Some good writing from the Wall Street Journal <laughs> editorial board. Put down, put down your shovels now. She's still alive. She's surviving. She lives to fight another day. Good, uh, honest journalism there coming from the Wall Street editorial, Wall Street Journal editorial board. The uh, Wall Street Journal, speaking of them, and Karl Rove, by the way, he's the one that wrote this piece. This is from last week. After Trump won in a landslide victory, the headline for Rove's article, Trump ekes out a commanding win in the Iowa caucuses. Now just stop for a moment and, and, and ask yourself, how do you eke out a commanding win? That's in the same, this is the same headline. In my mind, eek is just, you know, barely, barely making, barely getting that victory. It was a commanding victory. So, you know, they've got their narrative and then they've got the reality in the same headline. There you go. This is the Wall Street Journal. Karl Rove, the architect. He was the architect of George W. Bush winning the presidential election. And he's still around after all these years doing everything, anything he can to try to prevent Trump from ever getting back in office. Michael Goodwin over at the New York Post, also owned by Rupert Murdoch. Again, not every single commentator at these Murdoch-owned entities is rabidly anti-Trump. This one says, while Haley lives to fight Donald Trump another day, the road only gets harder from here. His headline, Teflon Don shows his durability. <laughs> he just won't go away. Teflon Don. This is over at Slate. It says, and in this context, Haley lost, and by enough that the Associated Press called the race 10 minutes after the last polls and the state closed at 8 p.m. It was just like Iowa. <laughs> they knew. They knew. The decision desk. They knew within 7, 8, 9, 10 minutes that Donald Trump was crushing it again. Her campaign manager, though, Haley's, that is, says in this article that they've still got a chance to be competitive in Virginia, Texas, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, and Vermont. No mention, no mention of South Carolina, which is where she's from. That's one of the next ones. I think it's right after Nevada. So she gets crushed in Nevada. Then they go to South Carolina, where she's not going to have the enthusiastic support from a rhino, a rhino Republican governor. Tim Scott's already campaigning with, uh, with Trump. Lindsey Graham's endorsed him. She's going to be exposed all the more for her duplicity, for her flip-flopping. That's what's going to be hilarious to watch. She'll still have the money to keep it going, but does she, I mean, personally, does she want to just go from one state to the next and be humiliated? We'll see. We'll see what happens, as we've been noting in recent months. I mean, everything that the Uniparty throws at Donald Trump, it's, it's just not sticking in fact, it's, it's backfiring. It says, exit polling in New Hampshire found that Trump won registered Republicans on Tuesday by 50 points. Where exactly is his weakness ahead of the presidential election? 
Republican, he's winning by 50 points. If you just keep it to Republicans, which is the way the primary should work, it's a Republican primary after all. But if Sununu and company can get the independents and get the Democrats in there to vote as well, they, CNN and even CNN had all these clips of, of Haley voters that openly admitted, I'm here to diminish the influence of Trump. I'm here to vote against Trump. Well, what happens if it's Trump and Biden? Well, of course, I'm voting for, for Biden. I'll vote Haley to diminish Trump. If Trump gets on through, I'm definitely voting Biden. I'm a Democrat. That was all over the news yesterday. Pretty amazing. You see what Donald Trump's going up against and the fact that he's still, he's still crushing it. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing to watch. This is uh, Trump from his victory speech last night, clip two. Last week, we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. <laughs> and I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls. She was talking about most winnability, who's going to win. And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden. Almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. He's right. She had a bad night, all things considered. And he, you know, I say he's crushing it. I do think uh, it's interesting. We, we've drawn attention to January 16 over and again. We've got our, uh, our booklet, uh, the January 16 Miracle Day. And I'll leave it to you to go back. You can go to thetrumpet.com if you want to read, read. It's a short little booklet. You can read it online if you like, or call our operators to request your free copy. The 800 number is one 930 but it is interesting. Sometimes we realize the significant events, and this is just my speculation, uh, but we realize the significant events after the fact, when you can kind of see the bigger picture, ahead of the Iowa caucus, which was uh, on January uh, 15th, you know, and we talked about it and reported on it on January the 16th, but uh, he crushed it in the caucus. But before that, you'll remember, there was this, this Arctic blizzard <laughs> unleashed on Iowa, Sub-zero temperatures, all of this snow and so on. And the turnout overall was, it was low. And you can see why, just in looking at the weather. And you had some, some reports at that time saying that the most faithful and devoted voters are the Trump supporters. And so going into the Iowa caucuses, you had, you had not just Trump and Haley, but you had DeSantis, as I say, he put everything into Iowa. And then you had Ramaswamy as well who's like uh, Trump light or, or mini Trump. And so they're all in there. Trump still crushes it, prompting DeSantis and Ramaswamy to bow out, which you think you have to think helped him in New Hampshire, because if those two were in that race yesterday, who knows how much Haley would have closed that 11% gap if Ramaswamy and DeSantis peeled away voters from Donald Trump. So he second... 2 Kings 14 says that he has no helper, but at the same time it says God will intervene to save Israel by the hand of Jeroboam. It's interesting to look back over the last seven, eight, nine days to see what happened ahead of Iowa and now New Hampshire. And then after New Hampshire, 
I mean, it's probably just going to be one landslide after another. Like I say, it'll be enjoyable to watch as the, as, the, as the billionaire donor class is humbled. They can't stop it. God is working, I think, in some mysterious ways. And it's interesting even to look at the dates on the calendar from this past week. So Carrie Lake, I want to leave some time for this because it, it exposes the level of corruption within even the Republican Party. Clip eight. Well, let me just set it up. This was in uh, Richard uh, Palmer's morning brief today. We sent this out earlier today. You can uh, subscribe to these at our website, thetrumpet.com. But he said, is the Republican Party corrupt? That's another key question this morning as the Daily Mail published a recording of Jeff DeWitt, chair of the Arizona Republican Party, He's the head of the Republican Party in Arizona trying to bribe Carrie Lake not to run in the state Senate race. There are very powerful people who want to keep you out, he told her. There are people back east. There are people in the swamp. They want to keep you out or at least, at least have you step aside for a couple years. This is... Uh, I don't know who recorded it. I'd love to get Carrie Lake back on the show. I understand she's going to have a presentation tonight uh, on her website just because she's had so many media requests uh, to, to talk to her. Probably alternate, alternative media, not, not MSNBC. It should be. It should be headlining over at MSNBC, at the New York Post, at the New York Times, at the Washington Post, everywhere. I mean, this is a top Republican in Arizona trying to bribe. It, it sounds to me like it's criminal. It sounds to me like it's a felony. I, I'm no attorney. I'm no investigator or a law enforcement officer. But a top Republican official offering to pay millions of dollars for someone not to run for office? Where would the money come from? How do you get it through to Cary Lake without committing some kind of crime? This is clip eight. This is an exchange between, hopefully you can hear the audio well enough, but it's Carrie Lake talking with this Republican chair, the, the head of the Republican Party, Jeff DeWitt in Arizona. Clip eight. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is back east. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Okay. I know them, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. She's, and she's right. In fact, she could have been stronger there. But he says there are powerful people back east that don't want you to run, and they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. These are Republicans, keep in mind. Good old boys in the grand old party trying to keep Carrie Lake out of office, trying to keep her from even running. It might, it might give us a little insight into how little confidence they have in the ability to cheat on a mass scale this time around, given that there's quite a few people that are onto them. We know how they did it. 
We know the mass mail-in balloting uh, was crucial. We know about the delays in the middle of the night. We had to stop the counting to make sure. I mean, Donald Trump in 2016, he won in all those swing states by just a few thousand votes, 10, 20,000 here and there. And then we come to 2020, everything screeched to a halt. We waited for a few hours and it just so happens that Joe Biden, he wins by about the same margin in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Arizona. Here's more from uh, Carrie Lake with Jeff DeWitt, clip nine. Well, I have a um, appointment coming up and I have to work on my book. Yeah. I- I'm not gonna, I appreciate their concern. Just to say, is there a number at which? I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple years. No. And then go right back to what you're doing. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. This man should have been run out of town in disgrace. Carrie Lake said this morning she was expecting uh, a resignation. But oh no, they get away with it, you see. If they're on the right side, if they're on the side of the uniparty, they can bribe, they can scheme, they can pay to play, they can lie, they can cheat, they can steal. They can, they can crush your reputation, they can destroy you. Here's clip 10. I'm not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. I, mean, I, I can win and they should words. get behind me. I would, I would happily say those words. Yeah. Do you think my words will carry any weight? No. Okay, well, did you think you would come in here and that I would be bought? <laughs> it's not being bought. Yes, it is. It's I think. What it I think. is being bought. No. They, they are trying to buy me out of running. They're trying to buy me. He says, no, 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 they're, they're not trying to buy. They're just trying to bribe you. So here he is arguing over semantics when he himself says, name your price. Name your price. Look, they, want, they don't want you to run for the Senate. And they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. This is a guy that should be hauled off to jail, along with the people he should be exposing. Where's the money source coming from? You say they're back east. Who are they? Who are these people? Here's another exchange, clip 11. I I don't want to deal with people like this. These people are un-American, and I, I think they're unethical, and I would be absolutely immoral if I did that. Again. That's immoral. I couldn't. I couldn't look at my. I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. As I said earlier, how many Republicans would have the character to take a stand such as this? I, I couldn't look. Even if you gave me a billion dollars, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Can't do it. These people are on. They're immoral. They're unethical. They're corrupt. But they're not in jail. I mean, this is just good old business for the grand old party. This is how we operate. This is how we stay in power for years. And, and as Sundance brings out, Mitch McConnell, he doesn't care about being a majority leader or a minority leader. It's just all about power because he works with the other side. It's all the same. They're not, they're not looking at the polls and looking at the upcoming election. How can, we, how can we win the majority in the Senate? They don't care about this. They just care about power. 
and money and influence. Clip, uh, what is this? Let's see, clip 12, I think it is. Let's see what happens. Maybe my case will go through. Maybe they'll do the right thing. I doubt it. I hope so. I do too. That's my first goal. Yeah. But they can't have me in the governor's office because then we're going to root out some of this corruption. But again, it's like. You know what it is? The people don't get to choose their elected officials unless they're pre approved by the swamp. And the swamp doesn't pre approve of me. You need a strong party to help. I think you, you should go public with this and then no, say, "Hey, no, 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 no." These people don't want to. They don't want. They're. I turn my key in my car and I just. <laughs> I don't know. I like my. <laughs> Tell them I'm not flattered. I'm offended that we they. Anybody that we had this conversation. I'm offended that they um, don't care about our country more. I actually wish you'd just give me a counteroffer. This big. There is offering it again, even after he says. Look, if they find out about this conversation, you better keep it quiet. If they find out, or if I go public, then my car is going to blow up. What? Is this, is this actually happening in the United States of America? Let, he prefaced it all by saying, hey, this is a conversation that didn't happen. And then by the end of it, she says, you should go public with it. He says, no, if I do that, I'm going to blow up inside of my car. And then he proceeds to offer a bribe yet again, yet again. Keep in mind that these are Republicans. This is not the dear leader. This is not Chuck Schumer. This is not Nancy Pelosi. This is the Republican establishment, the grand old party. They don't want Carrie Lake in there, Sundance. He says here, the voices back east surrounding Republican Senate races are not exactly a surprise. Yeah, it's obviously Mitch McConnell and the multinational corporate benefactors from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce who fund the uniparty construct. Apparently, the conversation was Jeff DeWitt, chair of the, the Arizona Republican Party, asking Carrie Lake, a close ally of Donald Trump, to name her price to stay out of politics for two years. Name your price. Quit pretending this is a surprise, says Sundance. This is just Mitch McConnell and the establishment. I'll leave out a curse word there. It says most casual political observers have absolutely no idea how McConnell works. However, for over a decade, conservative treehouse has been trying, mostly failing, to awaken the base of common sense voters in 2010, 11, and 12, the number one priority for McConnell was to destroy the threat represented by the Tea Party, the conservative Tea Party. In 2022, we were seeing an exact replay of the same McConnell intents and purposes, only this time the target was President Trump's MAGA movement. You see what, what Trump's going up against in New Hampshire and everywhere else? It says, it is a motive and agenda all wrapped up in the Senate power structure. McConnell does not fear being in the minority. The color of the flag atop the, the spire of the uniparty Senate does not matter to those underneath it. McConnell maneuvers with just as much power in the minority as he does in the majority. Factually, he makes more money selling his Decepticon caucus votes to Chuck Schumer on behalf of Wall Street 
than he does in the majority where he is forced to purchase them. The entire thing, says uh, Sundance, the entire thing is a rigged game. Earlier today, I saw a clip of uh, Carrie Lake where she said, you know, there are plenty of people in the MAGA movement that are still skeptical about what could happen later this year because, well, if they stole it in 2020, you know, what's the, and they stole the governorship in 2022, what's, gonna, what's to stop them from doing it this time around? And she, she said, this is to paraphrase, but she said, if, if they could steal it in the same way as they did in 2020, as they did in 2022, do you think they'd be throwing all these indictments at Donald Trump? Or do you think they'd be trying to bribe me from staying out of office? They're scared. They're scared and they know they can't pull it off exactly the same way as they did last time. So they're throwing everything, anything and everything they can to maintain their hold on power. I mentioned how, how we've had Carrie Lake in this very studio just back in September of uh, last year. Here's a little snippet from our interview with, uh, with Carrie Lake, clip 13. They had to defeat President Trump because their globalist agenda was not going to work with President Trump uh, in the White House. He's not going to let America turn into some globalist blob that, you know, Klaus Schwab is in charge of and, and George Soros. And they had to defeat him. And yet they, they looked at where the country was going, the prosperity in this country, and things were going so well. And they knew that they, they couldn't defeat him with just the lies that the fake news was pumping out. They had to create something where they did mass mail-in ballots. They had to steal it. They put, they put everything into the scamdemic mass mail-in ballot election steal from 2020, and they're not going to be able to pull it off the exact same way this time around. So what we're seeing is acts of desperation. <laughs> they're trying everything that they can, including, including bribes, million dollar bribes, 10, 20 million dollars. And she rejected it, as I said, good for her. Yesterday, she was at a campaign stop in New Hampshire with Donald Trump backstage, and she had an exchange with a reporter about this, this scandal. And uh, here's how that went down, clip 16. Do you urge Jeff DeWitt to resign from his party? He's got to resign. We can't have somebody who's corrupt and compromised running the Republican Party. I want corruption rooted out of our government. I don't care if it's on the Democrat side or the Republican side. We are going to root out corruption, and that's why the people love this man that's about to take the stage. Because he can't be corrupted, he can't be blackmailed, he can't be bribed, and he's going to root out the corruption in the swamp and give the government back to the people. And as, she, as I said earlier, she woke up this morning and <laughs> there was no resignation announcement coming from Jeff DeWitt. We'll see how it plays out in Arizona. Some have said this is, this is essentially handing her the Senate race in Arizona. And if Trump were to win Arizona, I mean, it's hard to see how Joe Obama can come up with another miracle victory of 81 million votes or more. He's going to have to get more than 81 million. He's going to have to manufacture a lot of ballots to beat Donald Trump this time around. And then, of course, you have 
I mean, you talk about trying to pull off the same kind of uh, steel when 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 Joe Biden is so horribly unpopular. And then those reports being floated that, well, Michelle, Michelle Obama, she's going to ride into the rescue. The New York Post says Mrs. Obama's team has already sent a survey to heavy duty donors asking how they'd feel about her as a candidate. The process has begun. (laughs) The process has begun. The New York Post, don't be shocked if Michelle Obama sneaks her way into the 2024 race. Nothing will surprise us in this year. The war in 24 at Red State, it says, does Obama need a weakened Biden? Noodle on this for a minute before we begin. Given Joe Biden's steadily declining mental uh, acuity and Barack Obama's insatiable desire for ultimate power, does the former president need the current president to remain precisely where he is in the Oval Office in a, re- in a reliably weakening role? It says, if the answer is yes, then this question follows. Would the Democrat Party still enamored beyond rationality with Barack and Michelle Obama allow the above scenario to continue into 2025 and beyond. It's going to be to keep the fake president in there who's declining. His mental acuity is declining with each passing day. He mumbled off something yesterday uh, that was incomprehensible. But uh, to keep him in there, it certainly is going to be a harder sell this time around that He's incredibly popular. He is the most popular president in history. That's what we were supposed to believe following the steal in 2020 when he somehow, some way, came up with 81 million votes. We have run out of time. There's so much more we could get into, but we've got a few leftovers for tomorrow, I guess. We thank you for joining us on today's show. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We'll be, we won't be right back. We'll see you tomorrow, though. <laughs>